And here we go with another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. I'm Scott. We've got, well, two Jerry's today. We've got uh, the, the usual Jerry, Jerry Keel, across the way with us. He'll bring on a, a familiar guest to us uh, entering in uh, either his, either his third or fourth visit onto the podcast. As I say before, we've got to get these uh, these smoker jackets they have on like Saturday Night Live for the people that are on uh, multi-time. Uh, but we'll have on uh, a regular guest uh, for us. Also, a very familiar beer will be uh, helping to lubricate the conversation. And uh, Jerry Keel, I must say, the beer we're having today is the beer that really introduced me to beer. It'll taste like the summer of 2006, uh, this Leinenkugel Honeyweiss. Uh, greetings, Scott. Good to see you again. Uh, another great uh, bank with the beer today. We are going to be having, obviously, a, a great uh, local beverage, Leinenkugel's Honeyweiss, and we'll be enjoying that. But also with uh, a friend of mine, obviously, uh, great uh, influence in this community, Jerry Jacobson, uh, president of Northwestern Bank. A uh, number of things to talk about, but uh, first, Jerry, welcome on board. Oh, thanks. It's always great to listen to you guys, and it's also great to listen to uh, your podcast. Listen to everyone on uh, it uh, as soon as I can. Hit onto your uh, hometown video uh, medium and uh, listen to it every time, Scott. Uh, not just ours either. You got some other good ones on it. Well, thank you very much. And uh, your old hat at this. We'll touch on a number of things here. And as Jerry pours the the beverage, let's. Uh, I'll turn the it over to you here and tell us a little bit about what's going what's going on. There's a lot going on in the, the Chippewa Valley. Uh, um, some of it, of course, um, on the healthcare side, not very good. Uh, um, on the banking side, as we'll talk, um, it's going okay. On the economy and locally, it's still going robust, which I'm sure we'll be talking about today. Um, um, not just from Northwestern Bank, which is doing well, but from the whole uh, uh, financial area, um, and economy in the Chippewa Valley. Well, the beverage is being poured, and uh, we'll dive more into this here in just a in just a moment. But uh, as you mentioned there, the economy in the area, in spite of maybe some recent news, uh, for the most part remains very optimistic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, I think um, our clients, and I've been talking to quite a few of them, and non-clients, uh, everybody's you know pretty upbeat. Uh, their um, businesses are doing well uh you know still a you know a little bit of labor issues still looking for some good people uh but they seem to be working uh and all types of businesses that they seem to be uh, um, feeling uh, confident uh, um, that things are going well in the valley well beverages have been poured and mm. by now everybody knows what uh honey vice tastes like Ah, it's great. Always good. Always refreshing. Ah, yeah. good pour, Jerry. Yeah. Well, before we begin, I got to start with congratulations, Jerry. Um, for those of you who may or may not know, uh, Jerry Jacobson has been named the 2024 Banker of the Year in the 2023. state. 2023. Oh, it's yeah. done in yeah. 24. Yeah. 2023 yeah. Banker of the Year in the state of Wisconsin. Quite the honor. Uh, part of a reception that was held uh, last weekend down in Wisconsin Dells and uh Jerry was recognized in front of all of his peers in a very large uh, room, but uh, very well-deserved. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a great honor. I'm glad that my management team, including you, Jerry, were there to um, partake of the ceremony. Uh, um, yes, it is great to be recognized by your peers. Uh, 
uh, in the state uh, um, for um, um, really a lot of it is uh, um, like all bankers giving back to your community. So um, um, thank you for that um, recognition. You can tell the relative position of Jerry and myself because Jerry gets recognized by his peers and I get recognized for my beers. So, <laughs> so there's a different perspective and that's what we do what we each are going to do. Uh, but a little bit about, you know, and, and I know you're humble, so I, I don't want to embarrass you too much with this, but um, just give me a quick, you know, you started in banking in 1978. Yeah, I did. Um, um, came out of grad school at University of Chicago with an MBA. Did not like Chicago. Wanted to come back to the area um, and did come back. Um, started at the bank. They needed a so-called numbers guy, and I guess I was a numbers guy. So um, came back and spent my career there. Um, um, uh, very rewarding. Um, I know that, um, and you heard this in my speech, Jerry, um, you know, young people, they say, are looking for a career that's rewarding. That isn't so different that uh, was uh, almost 50 years ago for me and probably for both of you. Um, everybody's looking for a career that uh, can be rewarding and they can give back um, um, towards uh, their community. And um, I felt very, very fortunate to land at Northwestern Bank, which is an ethos of giving back. And uh, that was part of something I wanted to do, um, be involved and uh, um, seeing like if I could help our community. And I got very lucky being in a bank that, uh, or in an organization um, that um, wants to do that for their community. I'll, I'll touch on, I'll touch on that. You guys at Northwestern Bank, and there's a few other great uh, organizations in town that are similar in that it seems your logo is on everything uh, from from big signs some places to if there's a little school program you guys are probably in that uh, as as well uh, what benefit does the bank get out of that because it, it seems like hey you know what the benefit is we want to be just a, a member of the community and whether we see a benefit or not doesn't matter we just want to be a part of the community i think um you know and i think you're asking me what does the financial benefit of the bank um but there is um um if the community is strong the bank will be strong not a, maybe i'm not saying we're going to bank all those people um and we certainly don't but if the community is strong the community is thriving and that's what you need to do is to have um, a thriving community and then everybody thrives everybody grows on it and the bank does well too um so it, we don't do it for that reason. We do it uh, for other reasons to um, help out the nonprofits and the and uh, all the organizations. But um, a thriving community, you know, will raise everybody. And uh, and of course, we've been very very fortunate that the Chippewa Valley is thriving. Ah, the old uh, the old uh, line of a uh, rising tide rise, uh, raises all ships. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's what we want, I guess. You know, and we don't really advertise so much on this podcast. That's not its primary point, but 
we we try to do and you know we take our logo very seriously where people matter and how does that manifest itself well we like to work in our communities connect with our communities uh support our local organizations that's what we do and, and this we do kind of like these things i know our old chamber had the logo that we do the things that people just think happen well we just support the things that people just think get funded you know uh the ball teams the um uh Feed My People, the free clinic, the, the list, the laundry list that we support is a, is a huge one. And then in Jerry, I remember when he did his presentation last week, they put a list on the board of all the things you've been involved in your career. And there must have been, there must have been 70 or 80 items up there, whether for the United Way or the hospital boards or even this point, and we'll talk about this in a moment, of, uh, you know, stepping up once again to help the community as it's facing a, a crisis and you know it, it's it's oftentimes people think yet yeah, someone should be doing it shouldn't be me but somebody and 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 oftentimes more often than not you've been the person who's been doing it or the bank's been the people who's been supporting it and that just doesn't happen so you know why do people you know want to bank with northwestern bank well if, if you support how we're trying to impact the community we want you on board there's my little my spiel for the day. But <laughs> <laughs> that included, so let, let's, you know, move on to probably the next biggest topic that's on everyone's mind around here, and you're playing a leading role in this. Um, obviously, in the end of January, there was the announcement that both Sacred Heart and uh, St. Joseph Hospital are going to be closing along with uh, the local operation, operations of Purveya. And I guess two questions. First, what's going to be the impact on the community, A, and then B, you and uh, Dr. Bill Rupp have agreed to uh, kind of support this task force. Um, we'll, and we'll talk about that secondly. But first, from your perspective, Jerry, as a banker and your involvement in the community, what is going to be the immediate impact of this closure? It's tremendous. Uh, that, uh, um, I think that Bill and I and the whole committee, whether it's David um, um, or Jeff, um, all of us agree that it's the people we're here for on it. Uh, um, you get two out of the four hospitals in your area closed along with 17 clinics. It affects a huge amount of people. I know you had a podcast talking about one of the employees on it. Um, I think that just touches it, the employees. I don't want to minimize the, the 12, 1,300 employees. It's, a, it's an extremely big deal. Um, but you got to figure the other 30, 40,000 people in this community, and many of them are the ones that have the least resources, whether it's um, monetary or um, um, abilities. Because uh, um, a lot of them, a lot of the people most affected um, that I think the task force is really worried about um, is, the, is the least of us. And uh, they need, and most of them, need the most health care. Um, I think that the fact um, over the next two years, um, as we process and get through it, um, um, is going to be dangerous to some people's lives and some people's health. Not at, uh, um, I think that our community can do as much as possible to mitigate that, uh, but we'd be fooling ourselves that say that some people um, are going to have some real challenges uh, because of this lack of health care. Um, 
um, over the next few years. I do think, I'm an optimist, I do think in the next few years, um, as you, um, today, um, February 14th, um, there were some press releases of some good news is coming on. Um, you'll see more of that coming in, but it's like, um, um, we're chipping away at the problem, and we'll get it chipped eventually, but it's slowly. Uh, that, uh, um, and I should add that um, the task force is assuming um, that the hospitals will not be replaced, and it has to be replaced by other entities. Uh, that, uh, bless it if someone comes through and a new hospital comes in or um, someone buys these or Oakleaf gets their stuff, great. We're a little bit, we're going on the part if none of that happens, we support if it does, but if none of that happens, um, we're trying to figure out what can we do. Um, um, and I like to use this example probably, um, what does the elderly female that is on limited social security and suddenly needs a doc for her high blood pressure medicine and can't find somebody on it. We have to find ways. That's what I'm, that's what I got involved with um, when they called me up on it is that's what came through my mind on it. And now it's a stereotype, but that type of people have no other sort um, ways of getting health care. And there's many of them in the Chippewa Valley. And you can touch on this too. And again, enjoy the enjoy the beverage. But uh, and I've had the the pleasure of coming across a number of people uh, in local government in the last couple of weeks. And, and universally, they're all kind of saying the same thing: that the, the news stinks. And mm -hmm. you know, this is not to downplay what's happening. Things probably aren't going to be fixed as quick as people mm -hmm. would dream of. It'd be great if the white knight came in and just bought things and nothing changed. But people can hopefully be you know feel good in the idea that there's a lot of people genuinely working hard and there's an overall kind of sense of optimism as to we're going to figure this out it's going to take some time but we're going to figure this out and there's a lot of people working on a lot of different things that this does impact right down to i know there's there's some t there's some radio antennas on top of St. Joe's. They've got mm -hmm. to figure out what to do with. So there's a lot of people that are are working on this, and there's a true sense of collaboration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I um, uh, I think that that word you just used, Scott, is how we'll succeed. Collaboration, uh, whether it's um, um, as you saw in the paper. Uh, Marshfield and Mayo um, stepping up, other docs stepping up, smaller organizations, um, smaller for mental health. Uh, that, uh, um, I think it, we keep peck, pecking away, getting collaboration from other sources on it, even the neighboring um, um, systems like in um, Stanley and um, areas like that. Uh, um, and from down south, um, we got to keep pecking away at it. I don't want to mitigate that it's going to be a lot of trauma for a lot of people, and it is right now. Um, um, but uh, I'm optimistic um, that we will succeed and um, the Chippewa Valley will come through it um, with some bumps, um, but we'll come through it. Is there any, and you, you two can, can speak to this a little bit more, 
Uh, are there any similarities or any lessons that could be taken from when Uniroyal left to this? Or are we talking apples and wrenches with the, the two? I think we're talking apples and wrenches, Scott. Uh, um, um, I don't – the. If you got the the employees, yes, on that part, but um, the patients are, I I think, they weren't that way at um, um, Banbury. uh, The part where I would throw, though, um, was that there was a lot of good people with a lot of optimistic and did a lot of good things um, when when. Bamberry got formed and Uriah left. And I think that part I'll throw is the same. We got a lot of good people working on it, uh, trying to um, 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 find solutions on it. But yeah, I, I really don't compare the two on it because of the fact um, 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 we got something that is a little unique. Um, our state and our lo- local is got the organization to be able to find people jobs on it. I, and I and people are listening on the HSHS. I sympathize you. It might not be easy, but at least we got the infrastructure to find you jobs to find the new medical help care. We're developing that that um, platform, so it is a little different on it um, um, to be able to because uh, uh, there isn't a isn't some basic thing around the state of Wisconsin. There has been, unfortunately, thousand people lays off and they have infrastructure to do that, to get loose hospital systems. They don't have that. So it's a little bit more. Um, we got to figure ways out of doing it. Yeah. I think there's, there's a couple of perspectives I've got on it. This as well. My <laughs> microphone back on. Um, one thing, Uniroyal's product, in my understanding, and this I just came into town at that time, the challenge was kind of transportation and things. I mean, trying to have a tire plant this far north required a lot of moving stuff up and then moving things back to the south, and there wasn't a huge market up here. And so there wasn't that much demand for those tires that were produced here. With the local hospitals and Perea, they're busy. I mean, they, they were they're busy now. Even you know, it's it's not as though they're losing um, they're they're losing clients. It's not as though they're they're they don't have a a, a a demand for what they do. No, they have incredible demand. The challenge is, and this is I think problematic, and I want to explore this in maybe some some future podcasts. Is the medical model that we have developed in this country is broken? And the the and I, I I'm not an expert on this in in any way, shape, or form. But my understanding is that what uh, St. Joe's and Sacred Heart provided was the catch-all or or, or, or or the safety net for so many in the community. That they would accept folks who who didn't have the ability to pay or uh, were on Medicare, on Badger Care, and on um, uh, you know. Medicaid, and not that the other organizations wouldn't, but they were much more restrictive. And so, and, and the other big thing is like an ER and an emergency room is critical for, for a community, but it's incredibly expensive because law has it that everybody who shows up in ER has to be cared for regardless of your ability to pay. And if you don't have an ER, you know, that eliminates kind of that burden from you, from you and your organization. Now, everyone agrees we should have one, but we really haven't decided who actually should pay for that. Is that a community cost? Is that a government cost? You know, um, so I think, you know, it's 
what's happening in this community is going to happen in other communities unless that model is addressed. So, um, you know, I, I'm not saying I, I don't, I have a lot of questions, many more questions than there are answers, but I, I'm concerned unless that model changes that what's happening here in the Chippewa Valley is going to be repeated um, throughout the state and throughout the country. And my understanding is that in the last 10 or 15 years, any number of small rural hospitals throughout the country have closed suffering with the same issues. I think let's 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 also be optimistic. Uh, Chippewa Valley is growing. Uh, that, uh, I'm not sure the numbers, but um, you know, I think in Eau Claire, last few years, a few thousand people are coming in. We're second, second or third fastest growing area in the state. Well, let's so, I'll let you bang. Uh, what something I was going to ask here? We, we 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 know, and as Jerry touched on there, the the the, the healthcare situation unfortunately is what it is. All right, mm -hmm. the, the announcement of last month, and there was a few other businesses that also had negative news. That being said, there there still remain strengths in the area. So where do the strengths remain, and maybe what? challenges have arisen in the local economy well i think one of the biggest strengths is and i think you had in your podcast a little while ago when the chancellor was saying how many uwo claire students are wanting to stay here um i look around and i think all of us do and i see all the young vibrant people with the great ideas uh, at, uh, um, uh starting up businesses um uh, and uh, growing families here um I am really optimistic that uh, um, some of those will come in with the healthcare areas too, um, and they will have great ideas to improve um, our um, community, whether it's healthcare or not. Uh, we are not like some areas in the country where every time you turn around, um, it's another x amount of people less uh, that uh, we are the opposite we're thriving and growing and people want to live here um so that does draw in healthcare care providers not at uh, um and um i think that uh, um on all types of areas not at uh, um, so um you know maybe i'm sounding too upbeat but i am i'm, I'm optimistic for the valley um and uh, I think that starts from the beginning of the podcast. Uh, um, I think we've got great community um, and uh, we'll succeed. Well, I, I, I agree with that overall as well. This, this is definitely a, a, you know, a bump in the road, but overall, I, you, you look at what's going on in these communities in terms of its growth uh, and what this growth is providing us are uh, opportunities we never had before. Uh, a little more population means that we fall you know onto the radar screen of of different retailers restaurants start to provide just the diversity that we've had in this community in terms of, of both the people who live here their backgrounds uh places where we're be able to enjoy to go out for to eat having the the pablo center having the children's museum i mean the quality of life issues are, are expanding dramatically and we haven't even talked about you know the sun and take center which is going to open up next year and you know, the growth that is happening at, at UW Eau Claire and CVTC. And I mean, it's we're in a, a really unique period of time where uh, the area is pretty much hitting on all cylinders. And is this uh, a challenge? Yes, yeah, a challenge. And of course, but but I, what I see is people just basically just dig in and say, OK, well, we were hoping this wasn't going to happen, but let's let's get it on. And and we will. And uh, 
all that is happening, that's kind of like this, this backdrop of this overall growth. I was, um, you know, good and bad. I, I had a meeting last evening uh, at the university and I left here and I ran into a small traffic jam and there wasn't a car accident. It was just volume. I mean, th there are just more people around doing things, which for better, or for worse, but clearly the area is on the upswing. And uh, well, jokingly, I've, I, I, I know a person who's got an office on Claremont Ave. They've had an office there for 25 years and they, 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 they joked, they said, anybody that doesn't believe, anybody that doubts the, the influx of people hasn't looked out my window in the last 20 years. The person went, we have legitimate traffic <laughs> on Claremont Ave. That, and, and one of the small joys in life, and I think you can throw Hastings in on this too, one of the small joys in life is if you're entering the intersection and that red light turns the green and you can keep on, <laughs> and you can keep on going. Because if you get stopped at a red light, we we have a we have a, a hint of traffic now in the area. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, I know our, we, our time here is running out, but I wanted to kind of cover to another area area too, though quickly. It's okay. just you know, we, banker of the year, your banking career personally, but where do you see the industry going? I mean, uh, community banks have been the bedrock of small communities throughout the country, you know, and certainly w Wisconsin. Uh, their numbers have shrunk you know, during our careers. Um, but what do you see, A, still as the valuable space that community banks live in, and is that space gonna continue for the future? I think, I'm, I'm bullish on community banking. Um, I think uh, um, that uh, if you run a good shop, you can make a decent uh, living for yourself um, and for your stockholders and your employees. Um, I think you can make a difference in the community. Um, yes, it's half the banks it was when I started uh, um, 45 years ago. Um, but there's still a lot of good community banks in our state. And um, I still think um, there will be 45 years hence. Uh, that, uh, um, there is a... Um, you know, Scott had talked about our name on everywhere, but community banks are all over in every community on it. Their name's everywhere because um, that's part of what they're there for. That's part of their um, uh, charter there, um, of our charter. Uh, that, um, we're a little different as a bank. It's not just to um, make money for our stockholders, although we have to, otherwise we won't exist. But um, it's also um, to make the community better. Um, and... Uh, I think that um, I feel confident that people, um, my people who come after me at whatever community bank in this in this state um, will still find avenues to um, make their communities better and still make a few dollars for their stockholders. Last question before we go, and just more of a human interest mm -hmm. because you, you obviously have a People who know Jerry knows two things. He likes to drive a car fast, <laughs> and he really likes Ozzy. So given the choice mm -hmm. between the most souped-up car in the world <laughs> that you could put on, on a strip and push it down and take it up to 200 miles an hour or being in the front row of an Ozzy concert, what would you prefer? Yeah, I think it's the Ozzy concert still on it. Uh, I was just laughing because my son, uh, a few weeks ago, who um, him and I are both uh, pretty diehards, and uh, um, texted me and he said, um, 
It looks like Cher, that's Ozzy's wife, has uh, said two more concerts in uh, Birmingham, England. And they said, well, sign us up on it. We'll be there. We were at his um, last concert he's played. He's in 17. He's been sick quite a bit. Um, we were front row, front not row, we were standing front row in front of the band um and i didn't know i could stand for uh from uh five to eleven but uh, <laughs> uh, uh watching his final concert so uh yeah i still am pretty much an ozzy fan and uh, uh black sabbath ozzy fan so uh, uh yeah um plus uh um Hopefully there's no police officers listening to this. I do drive the speed limit. <laughs> Get yourself on Hastings or Claremont. You're not going that fast. No, uh, that's true. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Scott and me chat over beer today with Jerry. If you like what you've heard, please give Bank with the Beer a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, or wherever you listen to your podcast from. Bank with the Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building strong communities where people matter. Member FDIC.